magic could succeed where your signs failed? He was slinging pawns at a B&B when he had an epiphany. And they complained about time too, about not playing the ND. It was free for all, and I heard him say he bought my borderlands. But just sit back and let Spencer do his trick, cause you're incapable AMs. Hello, Spencer here, aka Free For All with Keep Off The Borderlands and in this episode I'll just be responding to some messages I received regarding my last few episodes on alignment and theory. So, hey-ho, let's go. Dude, I'm a f idiot, man. <laughs> I said I normally play lawful good characters, then I go on to talk about how I'm trying a lawful good character for the first time. I meant to say I 99% of the time play chaotic good characters. Yeah, I wish I wasn't dumb sometimes, man. <laughs> hey, Joe, thanks for your message, man. And um, apologies for not getting it out there sooner. I know if I'd made a mistake and I issue a correction, I'd be sitting begging every day for that <laughs> correction to be released and put out there because, um, well, none of us want to look foolish, do we? And I'm not suggesting that you look foolish at all. It's uh, very easy to misspeak when you leave messages on this anchor thing, and some of us make greater errors when speaking as you will find out in this episode. But thanks for the correction, Joe. Joe Richter there from Hindsightless and Wheel or Woe. Hey, Spencer, Jason here. If that other message came through, use this one instead. Um, just want to say that reference your last episode in alignment, I'm with you, beats me. I don't know. I've never been in a game where it's really heavily been enforced outside of clerics and paladins, so, you know, I, I think it's more a theoretical discussion for most of us than an actual one, but, yeah, I, I think the issue with true neutral, the way it's written in some systems, is the idea that how do you play true neutral as far as really trying to balance things to, you know, when one side starts really winning, do you, do you go against your own, you know, your own people and your buddies so evil's balanced with good, that kind of thing. But again, I think the author is more theoretical than an actual practical in most people's games. I'd be interested to hear stories from people where alignment really, really mattered, aside from clerics and paladins. Jason Connolly from Nerds RPG Variety Cast there. Thank you very much for that message, Jason. Um, yeah, I guess um, when I think about alignment in the neutral sense, and I'm talking about balance, I I'm thinking about that, I suppose, is it an internal thing that perhaps guides a character's decisions rather than looking at the broader world and thinking, 
there's too much chaos going on here. I need to be lawful in my approach to this. Or, you know, things are too too ordered. I need to be flipping tables here. You know, it's um, uh, for me, it's much more about a general worldview. And um, as a subject that I, I was thinking maybe has been overdone in the past and uh, I thought perhaps we'd be wrapping things up. There you go, suggesting people call in with their stories about how they play with regards to alignment. (laughs) And despite me saying that, I would certainly welcome call-ins from anyone wishing to share that. You know, I don't want to be drawing discussions to a close if there's more to be said. So, uh, yeah, bring it on, people. Thanks very much for your call, Jason. This is a heroic setting where player heroes are generally good. This means certain behaviours commonly found in other games are out of place in adventures in Middle-earth. The company don't steal from one another or try to get the biggest slice of pie. They proactively help and care for one another. Whereas player characters in other games may choose to intimidate, steal, murder, rob and hoard gold, eventually becoming a tyrant. These aren't the things we would see from the equivalent of a player hero in a Middle-earth story. They are bonded by a common enemy that represents all that is evil and actively strive not to receive shadow points that will see their character become less playable. Similarly, Your NPCs and the happenings in your adventures should feel like something that would fit in the Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit. There you go, Spencer, a little reading for you. I thought you might enjoy it. It's an example of how alignment is dealt with in Adventures in Middle-earth. I found it quite a refreshing read the first time I read it. And it's kind of coloured my opinion on alignment, in even in my D&D game. So um, I thought the, the writers at Cubicle 7 did a better job of explaining it than I possibly could. So hence the recording. OK, mate, hope that's of some interest to you. Take care and I'll catch you later. Colin Spike Pit Green there. And uh, thank you for that, Colin. I always welcome a reading from you, regardless of the subject matter. But that was particularly interesting to me, because in a lot of ways that chimes with how I approach play. And it often leads to my characters having some kind of dilemma, because it doesn't seem to matter what kind of world we're in. My characters are always out to better themselves in some way or another. And if I find myself in a party that is seeking goals which are a bit more nefarious, um, I do struggle with that. Although I wonder if I, I... I can see myself actually enjoying playing an evil character, perhaps, if that was the game from the outset, if that was something agreed upon beforehand. But, um, yeah, yeah, I I guess, you know, I always start out 
with good intentions. That kind of ties in with a, a few recent episodes I've been enjoying from Arlen Walker, live from Pelham's Wasteland, where he's been discussing adventures in Middle-earth, where he spoke about the, uh, the shadow system as an alternative to alignment. I do like this idea of corruption, characters setting out with good intentions, but if their motivations are questionable. I don't know, it's something I need to look more into before I talk any further, because I will make myself look even more foolish than the ways in which I'll be disclosing in just a few moments. But thanks, Colin. Cheers. Really appreciate that. Well, Spencer, play this or don't play this. Just be amused by it, if you wish. It is a funny story about a near miss. <laughs> if you do decide to play it, to my great humiliation, I really don't mind. So in a recent episode, you talked about hyperbole, and I was listening thinking, oh, bless him, he's only seen that written down. It's, of course, hyperbole. Um, but one doesn't call in about things like this. One just lets them go. So there I am feeling a little bit virtuous and then of course I'm so bloody glad I didn't call in because only last night in our game I discovered that the word which I've been pronouncing as gas occasionally gas the old TSR guides there are some guides which do say gas in exactly that way with the soft g and the ass at the end it is actually a quite direct Gaelic borrowing, which is more correctly pronounced geese or geesh. So there you go. Every day's a school day. You were there to witness it. Don't mind to admitting that I learned things, but I'm so bloody glad that I hadn't just uh, pompously picked you up <laughs> on pronunciation. I'd like to say uh, this would teach me something about humility, but uh, I'm pretty sure, unfortunately, that it won't. Anyway, <laughs> since I'm not recording my show at the moment, I'm bombarding you with these call-ins. Play it if you want. <laughs> I'll catch you soon. Now, of course, whether the word history should guide the in-game pronunciation is a moot point. I often argue that, in fact, the etymology, knowing it is good, but then you don't always apply it over contemporary use. Uh, but that really is a moot point. The fact is, I did not know the word history. And it causes me great shame. <laughs> Dave Aldridge there of the currently mothballed Deeper Centaur podcast. And, um, well, thanks for that, Dave. I see your humiliation and I raise you. With a couple of examples, actually. I mean... Yes, I know it's hyper, I was going to say again, hyperbole. I know it's hyperbole. I know that. But at some point, yes, I've read it. I've seen it as a contraction or whatever it is from hyperbolic. And just thought, hyperbole. I've done the same with generic. Um, at some point, I've read the word genre as genere and occasionally I'll hear myself say it knowing full well it's the wrong word and correcting myself 
but it just seems to be, it's, you know, it embarrasses me every time it pops up. But worse than that, I'll wager you've never tried to impress a young lady by proclaiming that you were currently reading the philosopher René Descartes. I'll just leave that there. Yo, Spencer, I know you just did an episode of people responding to your What About Theory episode, and I'm late to the party on this, but I've been really bad about calling in to folks lately, so I'm trying to get better. So let me throw my hat into the ring. I love hearing and thinking about this type of stuff. Uh, combine that with the fact that I could literally hear you talk about anything forever. So keep it up, man. I hope you don't stop talking. That said, I don't personally find it particularly useful to the game at the table. Like when the dice are hitting the table and, you know, everyone's gathered around. I don't find this stuff useful or even, you know, beneficial if you start telling folks what type of gamer they are. I don't think they're going to like that much. But I know, like, the theoretical shit is fantastic. Keep it up. I love it. Peace out. Another message from Joe there. And of course, it's never too late, Joe. And especially from someone who says that I should never stop talking. Man, I should have married you. But um, yeah, as far as the theoretical stuff is concerned, I do love talking about it. But yeah, I wonder how much it influences play. Um, that might go on behind the scenes, but it certainly doesn't interfere with play. I would say to me, they are kind of two separate activities. And we heard from Dave Aldridge just a moment ago there. Dave is obviously a guy who's very much into his theory. But when we get together to play in a session, it's all about the play, you know. While that theory no doubt informs what Dave wants to do with the game, his sessions are always about engaging in play and having a great time doing it. Thanks, Joe. And I did I did actually leave you a message uh, not so long ago. I don't know if that's slipped through the net as um, they have done in the past. You may want to look back. You may have heard the message and thought it unworthy <laughs> of a response. But uh, yeah, whatever the case may be, thanks very much for your message. Cheers. Hi Spencer, I loved your fading off of the aged Spencer by your David Attenborough there. You're at full liberty to fade me out so that I can join the aging Spencer out in the wilds any time you like. Um, I didn't mean to give the impression that I'm against theory or something like that, not at all. I think... I was probably doing, maybe trying to do some academic trick of some kind of impartiality, which, you know, of course lacks passion. So, um, you know, so I, so I, I'm not, I, I wasn't at all saying that we should only play or only do theory or anything like that. 
another useless message. Love it. Bye. See you. <laughs> Thank you very much, Barney. Barney of Loco Ludus there. And uh, I know you love theory. I know, I know you weren't suggesting that you're against theory at all. I was just being a little bit cheeky there and, um, you know, summarising your message in uh, in such a way as maybe, you know, to add balance myself, I guess, to help me stop rambling. But um, I'm not sure about your suggestion of uh, wandering off into the reeds with me to uh, rediscover your passion. <laughs> but um, thank you very much for the message. Cheers. Well, that's about enough from me, I think. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you so much for your calls. If you want to leave me a message, please contact me via the anchor link in the description. You can always email me or leave me an audio message at spencer.freeforall at gmail.com. There's a Facebook page for Keep Off The Borderlands. You can find me on Twitter and MeWe on the Audio Dungeon Discord and various other places on Discord as Free Thrall. I'd also like to thank TJ Drennan for the wonderful music he provides. And it just remains for me to say, take it away, TJ. Warning, if celebrating the sound of dice hitting the table and pondering the meaning of the many acronyms within your player's handbook doesn't cure that burning sensation, please see your doctor.